everyone. Welcome back to Postscript. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Zeiters. So this feels like the end of a season, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. I know we still have the Christmas episode, and I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, it feels like our first chapter in Darrowby is is coming to a close. This has been so much fun, and I want to take this time to thank our listeners for being here for Postscripts. Uh, I can't wait to hear what stood out most to you. So whether you're catching new details by rewatching, like I am, or this is your very first time watching, we want to hear your reactions. Let us know your afterthoughts at postscript at witf.org. That's P-O-S-T-S-C-R-I-P-T at witf.org or P-S at witf.org. So Beth, let's get into episode six. Can you start us off with a summary? Of course I can. So I definitely felt a lot of drama in this episode. Yes, there was a lot of drama. Lots of drama. <laughs> I like, this is not the Tricky Woo episode. A couple of episodes no. ago Tricky <laughs> Woo. Um, they, Wasn't all laughs. No, no, no. really. Um, they definitely changed up, I think, like their filming. You saw a lot of... Um, single shots, whether they were like zooming in, panning out, you know, there were close-ups on the face. Pensive thoughts. Exactly. A lot more music. Yeah. Mood music in the background. Mood music in the background. The music was definitely telling me how to feel. And especially like leading into the opening, which was James driving and the music, I'm just like listening to this. I'm like, why am I sad? Like, usually I'm super <laughs> excited to watch this, but I was sad. Right. It was uh, it was subtle, but also, like, noticeable. Exactly. Like, it, it didn't feel out of the ordinary from what we're watching, from what we normally watch. Yeah. But it was more noticeable. It was definitely an increase in that. Yeah, I think they yeah. increased it a little bit. <laughs> um, so I definitely felt sad in the beginning. And I'm like, why am I sad? Music. And I'm like, this butcher, like, you see the, the um, truck and then the butcher. And I'm like hmm, what's going on? But then you see Clive. Yeah, slow drive by Clive's little face. Mm -hmm. Poor Clive. um, Not able to service the cows anymore. Exactly, which means, you know, it's it's cheaper to... Yep, he's a farm animal. It's it's cheaper to take him to the butcher and possibly sell the meat versus uh, feeding him for many, many years to come. A pet bull is a very expensive pet, I would imagine, just in food alone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I can only imagine. And then clean up, taking care of him and everything. So unfortunately, that's how we start off the episode. But James tries to lighten it up and he brings Jenny a little kitten. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the best gift ever. (laughs) Exactly. It was so Here, I brought you a cat. Yeah. And it seems like overall, the Aldersons aren't really mad at James, you know, even Helen thanks him for like saving their name. You know, they didn't want it to seem as if they were selling Clive off and they knew something was wrong with him. They thought he was perfectly healthy and he would be fine. Because that's what they were told by. Exactly. I can't remember his name. Dobson? Was it Dobson? The guy that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then Hugh. Hugh was really going around. He was telling everybody to lie to them. Yeah. He was pulling all (laughs) those strings. So uh, we see Hugh comes up, uh, gives Jenny a little chocolate bar, which is great. I love chocolate. So give the I'll take all the chocolate. Um, But Hugh apologizes to James again about, you know, the whole situation with Clive. Putting on his nice guy face. Mm -hmm. And then he (laughs) says, I feel like it brought Helen and I closer. And it was just. That was a dig. I think yeah. that was a little bit of a dig. It was a dig. Did he know? <laughs> like, did, I, I'm I'm assuming. You know, you can only assume by the 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 words and the facial expressions yep. and what's 
not said and what is said. Right. There's a lot of body language. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. you can kind of tell, like, Hugh knows James likely has a thing for Helen. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. he knew it when he swooped in. Mm-hmm. That was him marking his territory. Oh, yeah. Lots party. of party. <laughs> lots of marking his territory. Yeah. Oh, Hugh. Um, but then we go back home and Jess! Jess yep. was there! I, was <laughs> I know so you were really worried about Jess because we hadn't seen Jess in a little while. <laughs> I know. I was a little nervous. I didn't understand why we didn't see Jess. And um, once I saw her, I screamed, Jess. She's, just, so yes. she's, just, she's been busy. Or yeah. or maybe he. It could be Jesse and they just call him oh, Jess. Yeah, like, I'm right. not sure what the gender of this dog is. But Jess is back. Mm-hmm. Jess was on an adventure. Just for like a hot second. Yeah. I didn't see the rest and now of the Jess is back. Or him. Yeah. I didn't see the rest of the <laughs> But we walk in and Siegfried is sick and he is a cranky, sick man. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely man flu but like, <laughs> to the extreme. I've seen it in like, my uh, partner, my husband, multiple times over and over again. He's like tipping over. He can't even keep himself upright. I know. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I'm fine to do mm-hmm. surgery She's like, today. Go upstairs. Uh, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm going to go do surgery. No, no, you're not. Take just your go. hand off that chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, then a package arrives for James from Glasgow, and that's from where he's from. So, you know, and then... A package from home. Exactly. A package from home. Tristan is studying for his exams, uh, and then James ends up being super busy, but we find out through Jess ripping open the package for James that it looks like it's his birthday. Mrs. Hall checks the paperwork, and Tristan comes up with the grand idea that we're going to throw him a party tomorrow. To avoid to avoid studying, probably. Likely. But <laughs> I still very nice of him. I'm right up that alley with you, Tristan. <laughs> like that would be me one hundred percent. So then um James goes to the Ruds and we find out that Strawberry, the cow, has a problem. Nice. And that was the cow that James approved the Ruds to buy at the fair. He yep. said that it was he a full perfectly healthy cow exactly great cow so he feels very responsible checks her out finds out that there's an abscess in her respiratory tract so right and it probably wasn't there when he checked her out just an episode ago exactly so <laughs> we have this he gives her a shot of prontosil uh, hoping to to make it less but if it gets worse he does say you know it could choke her right and she could die from this which and, is so sad and the reds seem really upset by this like they they clearly care about their cow they were mm-hmm. worried about when <clears throat> this is the same family that we saw james birth uh, a calf from mm-hmm. so they seem to really care for their animals which is sweet yeah <laughs> exactly um and then we go back home and we We see, like, all these people back in the waiting room with all their animals. Impatiently. Exactly. (laughs) Mrs. Hall's like, what is going on? And, you know, not seen hide nor hair of Mr. Farnan for over an hour. (laughs) I thought that was great. She looks really cranky. She looks mad. (laughs) She was really, really upset about that. So Mrs. Hall uh, goes in and finds Siegfried sleeping. She's the one with the chicken, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she finds Siegfried sleeping, goes in, wakes him up, and he's like, bright lights, no. <laughs> he's like, I think I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've been there, Siegfried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so funny. So then Mrs. Hall says, Tristan, get it done. So Tristan is thrown in to do all of the um, cases. And, you know, he's running to from... The cat to the bunny to the chicken, 
James runs in. He's got a cough. What is going around? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Uh, so Tristan actually goes for the chicken and goes to his book. Right. Oh, my gosh. He opened a book. He opened a book. He opened he's a book. studying. He did it. By accident. And he's using his resources. <laughs> Great job, Tristan. We're very proud right. of you. Right. You don't have to know everything as long as you know where to find the answers. Exactly. So, so he diagnoses kudos. the chicken with bumblefoot. Which is I, I love don't that know word. what that is, but neither do I. Bumblefoot just Bumblefoot's sounds great. Something that's not real. Exactly. <laughs> so I wonder, like, did Tristan make all the right calls when diagnosing these animals, or are we, are they going to come back next episode? <laughs> I honestly, I don't remember because I watched it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I'm picking up for the for um on my rewatch that I didn't catch the first time. <laughs> but you know, he's very confident. He. He, he portrays confidence well, I should say. I don't think he's actually confident. I think he's just pretending he's very confident. Oh, yeah. He was like <laughs> super nervous in the beginning. Like, ah, are you sure? I really shouldn't do this. And then he does portray the confidence and he really gets it He just plays that role. Yeah. <laughs> so then at the end of the day, uh, they're sitting down at the table. Mrs. H is very proud of Tristan, telling him, you know, yeah. just keep doing this. Keep studying. You can do this. I love the <laughs> comment that James made, and I just want to bring it up. It says, knowing things is kind of a prerequisite for passing exams. <laughs> <laughs> How snarky. I love it. <laughs> well, doesn't um, doesn't Tristan also make a comment like he's not used to people believing in him? Yeah. When she's like praising him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm just not used to this. <laughs> this is weird. I'm not used to this. It's I did a something cute right. family dynamic at play there. <laughs> it is. It is. And then cranky old Siegfried comes in and yeah. uh, he's all uh, still a little sick because and mad because he's been sleeping all yeah, day. He's real discombobulated mm-hmm. and like that is the worst feeling in the world when you think you're just going to go up, you're going to take like a 20 minute nap and you're going to wake up. And it's like four hours later and you're just like, oh, my God, my day's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah, it's, and you're like, what What happened? What, happened? what day where is am it? I? <laughs> where am I? Did I miss school? Like where? <laughs> when I was a kid, if we would drive to Harrisburg, I'd fall asleep a lot in the car. And then we'd wake up in a parking lot and I'd be like, where am I? I don't know where I am. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel I feel him here because yeah. I would be confused and cranky, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him at all. Um But he wakes up and then he gets on Tristan because he sees the drawings on the back of the exams, (laughs) starts yelling at him. And then I guess because he's he's just like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done trying for you, Tristan. I can't try for you if you're not going to try for yourself. He's tired. He's frustrated. He's very. There's a lot of. We don't normally Siegfried get. We don't see him get defeated. Exactly. He usually keeps going. But no, he was very. Very just done, exhausted. Yeah. He's like, I can't do this anymore. It's your life. Go right. figure it out. Um, so then the next morning. Which is worse for Tristan. Yeah, that's true. He's Tristan like, definitely needs it. He's like, he can't even yell at me the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next morning he says he can't even bring himself to shout at me. It's like I've broken, broken something, something in him. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's like when your mom says, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, oh, that's worse. <laughs> yeah. You're like, stop this. I can't deal with it. So we see Tristan getting an idea at the, t- at the breakfast table. And James is off back to the ruds to try and see if the cow's getting better. Cow's definitely not getting any better. <laughs> when so th- Tristan gets that idea, it's like magical little music. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was real dramatic. <laughs> It was very dramatic. This is what I meant. Like, it like, right. it's like, <laughs> it was so dramatic with him like panning away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is. But I'm glad oh, Tristan has an idea. Yeah. Thank goodness Tristan has an idea. And it's not just about the party. <laughs> yep. 
Um, so we find out that the the cow's not doing any better. The Rudds are really trying to work on making it better. And then Harriet tries something else with the cow and goes back home. We see back home that Tristan was like looking to the books. Like he opened right. books. He, James walks in and goes, you're actually, you actually <laughs> it looks like, like you're studying. It looks like you're studying. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, Tristan has just found drawings of the cow and its throat. Yeah. The inner workings of the cow. Exactly. Yeah. So the throat, the veins, the different organs in there to see what they could do um, and try to help fix the cow and help James on his birthday. Right. And James James is real skeptical. And I like the line where he says, um, well, Tristan says, the one advantage of knowing nothing is that anything seems possible. <laughs> I, it's so, like, optimistic. Right. And <laughs> and it's true. When you're just starting out, you're like, well, would this work? Yeah. Because so, you don't know if it's worked or not because right. you haven't done anything. So I love <laughs> it. That was great uh, teamwork with them. Definitely, like, siblings working, trying to help each other out, right. which was great and talk things through. And then Siegfried appears behind the curtain. He overhears them. <laughs> Comes over. Plotting to Are save Are you a cow? out of your tiny cerebellums? <laughs> I thought that was it's great. so amazing. Oh, That's a great line. Yep. <laughs> and he comes in and I'm like, he's like, I'm the final say. We are not doing the surgery. James, go tell the Ruds. Yeah. And Siegfried is back to yelling and cynical and a (laughs) know-it-all exactly he's uh he's seeming to be a little bit on the up and up from that sickness (laughs) the day before um but yeah so then james goes back to the ruds he talks about how he's afraid it's the end of the road for strawberry and he's doing all this on his birthday so let's just have a moment of sadness for him okay okay and then we go and uh, James finds Tristan. <laughs> and Tristan says, let's see if we can't cheer you up, eh? And then, surprise! There's a birthday party! I know. <laughs> Nicholas Ralph did a great job of acting. Right. He's, he's like so moved. He was like, <gasps> He looks genuinely surprised. When he looks sad, he looks genuinely sad. When he feels awkward, he looks genuinely awkward. Like, I'm like, I feel like I have been in this situation before, and that was my face. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I have also walked into surprise parties. And just bawled my eyes. Oh, no. Like, crying. It was pretty embarrassing. Because you were happy. I was so happy. And, like, my sister... So, my sister thought that I was going to know this. It was for my 21st birthday. Okay. And I was just like, okay, let's go to the bar. It was just a local, like, bar my parents always go to. We are just going out for, like, a family. So, we were getting... My sister was like, dress nice. (laughs) Okay. Okay, suspicious. No. No. my My friend even texted me and said, sorry, I can't make it. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know what <laughs> you're talking what? about, whatever. <laughs> and I even told my sister, I was like, my sister's like, what, what did my friend say this? And she goes, oh, um, I don't know. Like, she had no <laughs> she idea. Had no idea what to say. <laughs> I know. And I walk into the bar and everybody's like, surprise. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I saw my best friend who oh, was in okay. another state going to college. And I was like, oh, you <laughs> drove all the way here for me. Like, it was like an eight hour drive. Tears just streaming down. Yeah. Surprises are super fun. Yeah. They really are. I think everyone knows not to surprise me because I don't like to be surprised. I'm going to surprise you with something. (laughs) No. I'm going to see a reaction. Um, I'll let our listeners know if we film it or not. uh, It will have to be approved by Christina when we do surprise you (laughs) with something. You'll film it and I'll be like, nope, you can't post that. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, he gets some presents. We'll go back to Jameson's birthday. 
He gets presents. He gets a hat and a scarf from mom, which, you know, when he when he goes to open, do I have to open this? Like he expected <laughs> yeah, this. Just, right. He knew what was in there. Yeah. He knew what she was giving him. And I'm and, like, oh, I get it. He doesn't want to put it on because he knows what's coming. Right. Right. And it's from his mom. And he's around mm-hmm. all these people he's trying to impress and be like an adult in front of. <laughs> but it takes so much time to make a scarf and hat. I'm just like, put it on, James. Yeah. <laughs> put it on now. Exactly. <laughs> he gets the vet Bible, which was great. Great from Siegfried. Yeah. And then the little Saint Nick from Mrs. H. That yeah. was so sweet. And so I feel sweet. like all of these things together, we're putting the vet Bible together and little Saint Nick, because uh, he's the patron saint of lost causes. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're getting to our big reveal. They have to save the cow. Exactly. <laughs> but before we go to help with the cow, Helen and Hugh show up and they're in the car and mm-hmm. she goes, don't embarrass me and say anything. I'm just going to run in a journey. And when she said that, I was like, oh, snap. Yep. She's engaged. Yep. It was just a th- like the thought. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, why wasn't <laughs> Helen there already? Clearly, she went out with Hugh earlier, right. I guess, for dinner or something. I did not. I did not catch that my first watch. <sighs> yeah. Well, you're a little lucky. I guess you got surprised <laughs> later. But I was like, are they engaged? Like, what the heck, Helen? This is not okay. <laughs> and then she walks in and I, I peeped that ring. Did you peep the ring? No, because I, I guess the ring. you didn't I peep didn't the notice, ring. I didn't notice the ring. I noticed it. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, the ring. <laughs> no. She's engaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very sad. So then, you know, James opens the vet Bible And he sees and finally sees and reads about the abscess. Right. And it does say surgical, like you can Mm -hmm. have surgery for it. But earlier in the episode, he said to Tristan, like when Tristan said, can't you just remove it? You know, he said, I've never read about it or even heard of it being done. But now he finally read it. But now he's read it and he's by the book. So light bulb. (laughs) He's ready. And he's going to go in and try it off, but he's not sure. So he talks to Helen and they kind of chat back and forth. And right. Helen goes and says, like, you need to be you. Like, Siegfried's always going to be Siegfried. Right. He's going to be cranky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, follow your heart. And then that's why you're here in the first place. So and he's like, you're right. Exactly. James and Tristan. And then they say the same, like, at the same time, we got to go save the we cow. We got to go save Strawberry. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. Let's go. So they decide together. They go. They sneak out of the house, too. They, they do. don't tell Siegfried, which is smart. Well, uh, I wouldn't tell Siegfried either. <laughs> so I don't blame him. Or blame either of them. And then, like, I'm starting to feel a bit sick. <laughs> Fear, excitement. Maybe, maybe a bit of both. Maybe both. <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that was pretty funny. But then Siegfried eventually figures it out. He figures it out because James, like, he dog-eared, he dog-eared that, like, yeah. seven pages. It's, like, so obvious there's a dent mm-hmm. in this book. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, oh, man, they're going to go and try. And, like, I was surprised Siegfried showed up when before it even started. Like, before right. it even started. Well, he must have figured it out immediately before. Yeah. Like, right after they left. Yeah. So he f- figured it out very quickly. So, but, like, then they show, like, James cutting into the cow oh, yeah it's, this is another graphic part it is real graphic uh we have not seen this level of graphicness in well, the I mean, show they had before his, yeah like, they had I mean, the arm seen, but we did not see inside deep, but, yeah that's true anything. but yeah it was very graphic and then yeah. like i mean i, I thought like <laughs> first of all it's very gra- is this a gray's anatomy's episode like are <laughs> we in gray's like he's uh, doing real surgery here. real surgery and here it's part and of then, the like, drama yeah it's so dark like i was artery thumping yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was like so dark. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're going to nick something mm, and yep, yep. this cow is not going to make it. Like what Even the heck? Even with all the headlights on it. Yeah. Exactly. It's real dramatic. And then Tristan is just like, he was so supportive of James. Was. It was so sweet to see that. He was helping. He, I he loved knows it. enough to help now. Exactly. So. He knows enough. He looked at, you know, and it was He's great. actually been studying. Yep. And then, and then, um, James goes in and clears out the abscess. He pokes it through. And and, uh, uh, <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. That's what I wrote. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yep. Like, and my face was just like, Ugh. yeah, he's like, Why are we I this? got the yeah. abscess. And I'm like, everybody in that entire set would be like, yeah, we know. Exactly. We know. Because my face looked like so the lady bad. earlier with the chicken talking to Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Ew. that's I, we're making the faces. Nobody can see right. us. But like, yeah, like you know, real that. grumpy, real disgusted. <laughs> It was that. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then after everything, they go to the bar to celebrate. And James gets promoted to yeah, senior vet. That's very exciting. I we know. don't know if he gets a pay raise or not. No, I'm a little confused. I hope he does. I mean, he gets to senior vet. You better right. get a pay raise. I love sick food. What, you think I'm made of money? What do you yes. think I'm made of money? And he does smile. Mm -hmm. so he does. Maybe he will get a raise. Yeah. But very exciting. On his birthday, he gets a promotion, too. That is a great ending. He exactly. saved a cow, got a promotion, but. Exactly. And then I have to go and bring this back down. Because this is an emotional roller coaster again. <laughs> and we have the sad music again, you know, right. coming up with Helen's talking to James. You can tell she's like trying she's to trying, tell him, trying to trying tell him. To he was buying a round of drinks for everybody and he's trying to get James a drink. And James is like, wow, he knows it's my birthday. Crazy. That's so nice. That's so nice. I didn't know he knew. But <laughs> no, like they're definitely trying. She's trying to tell him. And then somebody juts in, says, uh, like, congratulations, congratulations, love. Yeah. He's like, love? Okay, weird. Thanks, love. And then he's like, I'm talking to her. And then it out comes. Yep. She's engaged to Hugh. It happened that night or that day. So and he tries to swallow all his emotions, mm -hmm. but he's too good of an actor. He you just looks it. upset and oh, yeah. embarrassed and awkward. And he wants to get out as fast as possible. Exactly. Yep. And then um, Hugh comes over. He congratulates him. And then Siegfried, you can see in the background, like mm -hmm. Siegfried even looks over like, I'm he so knows. sorry. He knows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, did you notice that when Hugh handed James his beer, he said, bitter, right? Yes. And I was like, he is bitter. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is, I am bitter. <laughs> Give me my beer. I'm drinking this bitter beer. Yep. Yep. And then we're outside with... Uh, Sad music. Sad music again. Kind of a little like zoom in, astro mm -hmm. like, you know, you got the atmospheric shot. Exactly. It's yes. Dark, wet, sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're telling you to be sad with him. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Mrs. H comes out, Tristan comes out, Siegfried comes out, yeah. and they all walk back to Scaledale together. Together. Like, you know, they're the they're together. They're supportive. It's a family. They're yeah, supportive. they're supporting each other. And exactly. Everyone knows James has had a whirlwind of a day. Uh-huh. On his birthday. Right. And, you know, they're always there for each other. And I really love, really love to see that. It's a, it's a good, it's a feel-good show, even when it's sad. Because, you mm -hmm. know, there's so much support around every character that it just... When something sad happens, you know someone's got their back. It exactly. Makes, I mean, that's ultimately what makes me so happy about this show. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> another reason why I love this show, too. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we'll take a closer look into episode six. Yep. So if you want to give us any information on any of the episodes, shoot us an email at ps at witf.org. We'll Thanks. see you soon. 
Support for All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece is made possible locally by Pleasant View Communities and UPMC. Welcome back to Postscript's All Creatures Great and Small. So, Beth, are you ready to learn more about some of the cast? Yes, I am. Okay, so let me get my notes out. Um, we're going to start with the obvious, James Harriet. <laughs> so what do you love about him? Um, I love how <laughs> ethical he is. He is. He's a, I know. He's I went straight follower. to seriousness. He is a rule of follower. He is objective, but still cares. And you know what? That's kind of like what my husband does. He's very oh, objective okay. with his, like, no, this is, this is the rules. We have to follow them. But, like, he still cares. Like, you see that with James so much in all of these episodes. He cares yeah. so much but just wants to do the right thing. Yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't call him a rule follower because he does break the rules quite a few times, too. That's just he with Siegfried. O- right, he overrules Siegfried, who is his boss. So I can appreciate that he knows when rules are supposed to be broken. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes rules are stupid. <laughs> like Siegfried saying no to doing surgery on a cow. Right, exactly. Like, clearly the surgery has to happen. Right, and like he, James knows what he's capable of, and that's what he's going to do. As long as he's helping someone. Exactly. So that's really, yeah, he's he's really sweet. He's also Dreamboat. Mm-hmm. Dreamboat. Uh, that's what yeah. you said. <laughs> I think you said that the first episode. Yeah, I think so. You're like, I love him. He's a dreamboat. Dream he's fit. He's running. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's easy on the eyes, too. We're not going to just, like, ignore that. Like, he's a nice-looking man to look at. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's, he's very kind and caring. And uh, he's played by Nicholas Ralph. And this was actually his television debut. Uh-huh. And um, his uncle was a huge fan of the books, like the books this show is based on, and like lost his mind when he found out that Nicholas was going to audition for the That's show. so cool. <laughs> so he really freaked out when Nicholas got the job. Um, but I can only imagine <laughs> if like somebody that I knew was in like, my favorite books. Right, right. I mean, his uncle actually got to meet the real James Harriet. Oh, so even the, better. Alf Wright. Alf White. And um, yeah, so it was a big deal in his family that he he got this role. And um, <clears throat> previous to the show, he had been in some major stage productions, um, which I think is where he gets his acting range from, because I mentioned that he's just such a great actor. I've he mentioned really it is. so many times. He's such a great actor. You can see every emotion on his face and in his body. Like he just puts his whole, he becomes that character when he is uh, on screen. So I yeah. thought, yeah, he's He's pretty. He's a dreamboat, and he's really good at acting. And he is yeah. really good at acting. He really <laughs> is. I mean, so we talked picked, about it for the birthday surprise. Well. Yeah, 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 they did a good job. Yeah, they they picked really well. Um, and then Siegfried. I love Siegfried. <laughs> I do. I love him. He's so grumpy and cranky, but like he cares. Yeah, I, I just I, love him. I feel a kinship with Siegfried because sometimes I do think that I know best. And so I recognize <laughs> that um, sometimes. And sometimes I think my way is the only way. And also he's, um, he isn't quick to anger. But when he gets angry, he really gets angry mm-hmm. and it all comes out at once. <laughs> it's like boiling to the top. But I do, I do like how cranky he is. Um, cranky men are like my favorite thing in the world yeah. i think it's why i like matt so much because he's just a little <laughs> bit cranky all the time <laughs> but um 
Yeah, so Siegfried is played by Samuel West. And a fun fact I found out about him is that he's an avid bird watcher. Apparently, he's been doing it for more than 15 years. He goes out and just watches wow. birds, which I think is so, I don't know, it's so chill. It's just, it is. It's a, cal- <laughs> it's a calming activity and a calming hobby to have. My grandfather watched birds. Yeah. He loved them. Yeah. My, he used to know like all the different kinds. And oh, stuff. so he actually spots them and knows what they are. Oh, yeah. So my dad is like, he loves bird watching, but I don't think he knows what any of the birds are. He just likes to watch them and he gets mad when the squirrels eat their food. <laughs> that's what my grandfather he hated. So too. many bird feeders out back. Yeah. But that's cool. That's a cool fact known yeah. for Siegfried. Yeah. Uh, it seems very uh, opposite of what. Siegfried's character is yes. about. Like, I cannot imagine <laughs> Siegfried actually going out and just relaxing and watching birds. It just, no. he's too tightly wound. Yes. He agreed. always just needs something to do. Like, he his could lists. use some bird watching. So, <laughs> that probably would be really good for him. Probably something calm. <laughs> uh, so, we'll move on to Mrs. Hall or Audrey. Um, Love. Yeah. I think we're going to say this at every character. Yeah. I mean, I do love every character. It's really That's difficult um, to choose a favorite, but mm-hmm. I feel like Mrs. Hall might be the most well-rounded. I think so. She really knows everyone. And yeah. She really just tries to help. Yeah. I mean, and she doesn't give up on anybody. So no. she is basically a bottomless pit of optimism. Yes. For literally she's everyone so she meets. Yeah. And she's so patient. <laughs> exactly. She just wants to help them all the time. And she, uh, even when she was, even when she's right, she has a very gentle way of saying, mm-hmm. I told you so. Uh-huh. Or sometimes she just swallows it completely and just like looks at them knowingly. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that her character is so well-rounded um, in the show because like, she's a caretaker. Yes. Which is a typical, like a typical woman's role. Mm-hmm. But we also see that she can shoot a gun real well. Yeah. And she can drive a car real well. (laughs) So she has a lot of these, like, talents that fall outside of that typical realm. And she's no nonsense. Like, you can't lie to her. She's going to figure it out. She's observing everybody at every moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you really can't lie to her at all. She'll (laughs) figure it out. So um, she's played by Anna Maidley, I think is what we decided her last name was pronounce like uh and she was actually really excited to play the role because it had been more fleshed out from the last adaptation so mm-hmm. um that was that was my my fun fact about that um and tristan yay I tristan know, i know you <laughs> love tristan <laughs> I do. he's just a goofball and i feel like i mean i'm the youngest child so a four and yeah, so, like, you're I'm the baby. The, I'm the baby, but I'm the yeah. goofball. Like, I make all the jokes and stuff like that, and I just goof off all right. the time. So, I get my stuff done. I can, I can, I can see uh, Tristan being the baby. Like, all yes. of those typical um, personality traits, they come to, they, they're at play here with Tristan. He's, they are the whole, <laughs> the whole time. He definitely takes advantage of being taken care of. Oh, yeah. I mean, when he 100%. shows up. Mrs. Hall springs into action and like wants to feed him and give exactly. him tea and like 
and he's all the, okay all the, with that. He's okay with getting away with everything because he's cute. Like, yeah, he's not. He's not fighting that. <laughs> and all the townspeople too. They all take care of him. They all they love all him. They all love him. And he's I, just like, yes, you can take care of me. Oh yeah, no, you got this handled. I'm just gonna sit over here and eat my cake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we also are seeing him grow up a little bit mm-hmm. throughout the series. Um, like no small feat. Part of this is because Siegfried is a pain in his butt (laughs) and is forcing him to do things. But I think we also are getting glimpses of him actually wanting to help out. And I think like underneath it all, he really does want to make a difference. He really does care about people. He's just, they describe him as a wild child in the, um, makes sense (laughs) in the masterpiece, uh, description of him. Uh, so Tristan is played by Callum Woodhouse and this isn't the first time that he's been on a show that involves animals. He played mm-hmm. Leslie Durrell on The Durrells and Corfu, which is a masterpiece show. Oh, cool. Um, in that one, he was around exotic animals. Oh, so this cool. one is a little bit different. Um, so this one's farm animals, but might be one that we have to watch. <laughs> I think so, too. And uh, he also is a huge fan of Jess. And you are also a fan of Jess. I love Jess. <laughs> <laughs> he always asked to have the dogs in the scenes with him. Like if it made sense for a dog to be in the scene with him, he wanted the dogs in the scene with him. So if I'd you see there. Jess in a scene with uh, Tristan, that was his doing. Oh, my gosh. This, yeah. See, this is another reason why I like him so <laughs> he's, much. He's actually, he seems like a really perfect little dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, Helen. Let's move on to Helen. I like her. I like her personality. She's spunky. She is. A little firecracker. (laughs) mm -hmm. And you can tell she really does care about James because she wanted to tell him personally about her being engaged to Hugh before the news got to him elsewhere. giving him very nice advice and building Mm -hmm. him up over time, too. That's something that I've been noticing about her. Um, But she's no nonsense. Like, she has no problem just telling James how it is exactly and like like you said she's very upfront she wanted yeah. to tell james she didn't want him to hear from someone else mm-hmm. and he ended up hearing it from someone else but she tried In really sense, hard yeah. Yeah, she, tried she tried really hard about that um so one of my favorite things about helen is um how she handled that bull <laughs> yes you're home my chicken apparently uh the bull was a um was quite scary. It was the first time she ever had to handle a bull. And so they had someone on set oh, with really? her to show her how to handle the bull. But she was terrified. This bull weighed like <laughs> two pa- two tons. I'm sorry. Two, two tons. pounds. Yeah, two pounds. <laughs> it's a big bull. Two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently um, th- it took many, many shots to try and get that scene right. Because oh, if, if a two-ton bull doesn't want to move, it's not going to move. Exactly. So she finally got it to cooperate and then she turned around to talk to James and she forgot her line for a minute. Her mind just went completely blank and she was like, no, not oh now. Oh, my god! So that was one of the fun little stories I read about her. Um, but she's played by Rachel Shenton. Um, okay. And in researching her role, she got to meet the real Helen, who is Joan Danbury White and her kids. Oh, so that's I thought so that cool. Was really nice. Um she also won an Academy Award in 2017 for oh, wow. Best Live Action Short Film uh, for The Silent Child, which she actually wrote and starred in. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll move on now to Hugh, her main squeeze. Go ahead. I know do who it. Hugh is. Never mind. Yeah, so Hugh's best known, probably, for playing <laughs> Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter series. Sorry. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, his name, his real name, like the person who plays him, is Matthew yes. Lewis. Um, what do you love about Hugh? I is there anything you love about Hugh? <laughs> he's cute. There's he that. Cute. He's also rich. Yeah. Yeah. He's good looking and he, has money. He but seems like, to be. He seems to actually care about Helen. Like he helps her family out a lot. I think he does care about Helen. I just feel like he doesn't. I don't know. I just, he just he just doesn't help her out in the right way. He, I think that the disconnect here is that he doesn't understand yeah. her lifestyle or like how her family lives or why she's making it so difficult. Mm-hmm. But she just wants she's very independent. She wants to do things on her own. Yeah. So when he steps in and fixes things, she obviously gets mad about it but he doesn't fix them the right way no he doesn't fix them the way that she would like them fixed some women yeah. would probably love the way he fixes things uh, okay like, there might be I mean, some maybe. who are like yes please come save me with the money the money solves a lot of my problems yeah that's true <laughs> so, <laughs> the bribery is not my favorite but right i mean he, he is, here there's that potential for being a really manipulative person yeah. Not a great feeling. Yeah. For me. After that, it kind of rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way. But I still love him. Yeah. I no, do it's, love it's him okay. as a person. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I love well, Matthew Lewis. He's played by Matthew <laughs> Lewis. And um, you'll love him even more because he has two dogs. Um, but he also lives near a nature reserve. And I know your dream is to like own all sorts I of animals. <laughs> so they actually have like turtles and otters and ducks <gasps> possibly an alligator matthew call in me there, in i need yard. to come visit you <laughs> please when i saw that i was like oh that's gonna like that <laughs> i wish oh my gosh somebody send me to his house i need uh, to go visit and then we'll we'll wrap up with uh mrs pumphrey quickly Mrs. Pumphrey is played by the late Diana Rigg. Uh, what, what do you love about her character? She's only in a handful of episodes, so we don't She's get a lot so of her. She's so spunky, though. She is real right? spunky. And the way she dotes on that tiny dog, I'm like, this is so relatable. This is my future. <laughs> I've never had more in common with a rich lady before in my life, but she dotes on that dog so much I that I'm like, laughing. this is relatable. <laughs> <laughs> this tricky woo is my nolly and like yes you carry her on a pillow that's mm-hmm. what you do oh my gosh that's hilarious <laughs> that's like i do that with cookie too i'll like carry her around and casey's always like what are you doing oh <laughs> uh, she's great i yeah. her acting is always always spot on oh uh, yeah she's amazing act- she was she, amazing actress she's been acting since 1959 oh, so she gosh. yeah she had uh quite a bit of experience yeah in her lifetime um one of the fun facts i found out about her i know i know we're, we're gonna get to game of thrones but <laughs> listen, i'm waiting i'm waiting <laughs> she was in the worst witch in 1986 huh. with tim curry it's a terrible movie i got curious <laughs> i loved tim curry and um oh my gosh the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. <laughs> I'm like dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I had to watch this, this, The Worst Witch. And it's, it's a terrible movie. It's, it's real campy, but she was in it. She was Miss Hardbroom in it. I was like, I have to rewatch it now and look for her. <laughs> you do. But you do. yes, she is probably very well known now for her, uh, role in Game of Thrones. So I've never watched the show. Do you want to tell me about it <laughs> or um, her role the, in it? I guess she is, um, a Tyrell. Okay. Gosh, what's she's her one of them. She's Elena. Tyr- I think I'm sorry, Al- I Elena Tyrell. She's just that phenomenal. Right. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, just watch it for her. <laughs> um, she's a, she was an amazing actress in that as well. And 
spot on with her uh, quick lines too, um, and very like straight to the point right. in that in that uh, series as well. So sometimes yeah. I always feel like actors or actresses are who they act as okay. in real life. Okay. So like I feel like she is quick, this- straight to the point, and super nice. And overindulgent just, towards small dogs. Yeah, I just felt like that's what who she was. I don't that know. feels that Could feels be. genuine. I'm not sure that um, that Samuel West, who's Siegfried, is as grumpy as he is. If he's bird right. watching, he's probably right. not he's that probably grumpy. Probably not as grumpy. But you never know. Yeah, never I mean, know. I yeah, I mean, I I don't know them personally, yeah. but I can't imagine Siegfried as anyone other than Siegfried. <laughs> I would like to meet him someday. Someday. <laughs> so. Do you want to talk about the production part? Yeah, yeah. So let me dive into some of the productions. I really looked into more of where, like, this whole season was filmed. Okay. And the locations. So I mean, everything's so beautiful. I know. It's amazing looking. (laughs) It really is. It's so gorgeous to look at. So Masterpiece has an article on their website, PBS Masterpiece, on, like, insider locations from the production designer Jacqueline Smith. Okay. What I thought was really cool um, was really how she went through and just told us all the details. Okay. And was just straight shooting it. It was great. And had her (laughs) her thoughts and opinions, too. But the landscape is centered around in two regions, and that's the Yorkshire Dales and North York Moors. Okay. Uh, And then the first adaptation was more in North York Moors, and so this adaptation is more in the Yorkshire Yorkshire Dales. Dales. Okay. Mm -hmm. But both are designated as national parks. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Didn't know that. I have a lot so, of didn't know that. So people like up. live in the national parks, though, or is it like the areas out right? Oh, that's okay. If you I don't, don't know. know, that's fine. I don't know. I didn't look into <laughs> we it. We didn't have that much time to do our deep dive. Yeah, that's I fine. didn't. Yeah, no, no, I didn't get time to dive into that. Um, the you remember in episode one? Okay, the really really steep hill. Oh yeah. That he loses control right. of the car. James loses <laughs> and then he can't get up the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a really steep hill. Okay. And, and it's a real steep hill. It, yes, it is in, in real life. Okay. And it's called the Malham Tarn Crossroads. Okay. So that was another fun fact. <laughs> I have a couple fun facts coming at you. Okay, yeah. And then the Malham Links is that vast empty crossroad that James encounters when he first arrives at the Dales. Oh, and he, he got off the bus at the wrong time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what was fun, and I'm just going to read this to you, is that um, it actually looks like, so it's a surface made of stone and it's over a massive area. Okay. This is what she describes it as. It actually looks like giant molars or teeth oh. <laughs> and water has made grooves in the stone over the years. So it has deep fissures, which you can get stuck down oh, if wow. you're not careful. <laughs> so dangerous filming. Yes. And it looks like a tooth. <laughs> yes. That's and, creepy. And another fun fact is that these locations has have also appeared in some of the Harry Potter films. Oh. So, so Matthew Neville's Lewis has been, been, there. been here before. <laughs> He's like... I'm back home. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Okay. I mean, it explains a lot. It's beautiful land, and yeah, there's a lot of it. Everything is just so, so green. Yes, and uh, it always looks a little damp, but in a in a nice way. Yes, a cozy way. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, another thing I found was a, a, the question was like, is there a real Derby? 
Mm-hmm. I think we right. we may have established this before. We may have just like talked about know, it in it conversation been, yeah, that there is the no real Derby. It's actually um, called Grassington. Grassington. Yes. Okay. And it, they film in Grassington or they just yes. did like B-roll there? Yes. No, no, no. They film they in film Grassington. Okay. Yeah. So it stands in for like Derby. Okay. It's in the heart of the Dales. So it forms a good base to then work out from and okay, find like sense. the roads and the works and stuff like that that they were work, work, working on. Um, and then a private residence in Grassington is what the Scaledale House is. Okay. Is it actually called the Scaledale House? Or is that I, a fictional? It's probably it a fictional say. thing too, because I would assume it's the author changed yes, names. He changed to the names. Protect the guilty. <laughs> <laughs> the guilty. I love it. Well, it does say here that um, James Harriet, his real life veterinary practice was in the Yorkshire town of Thursk. Okay. So, but because Thursk is a bigger town, that's why they had to go to a more small, a smaller, village more rural. Type. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the Drovers Arms Pub. Okay is it's in Grassington. It's the so the Grassington has the pub's exterior. Okay. All right. And then the interior they went elsewhere. Okay. And it's actually a pub called the Green Dragon in Hardraw. So they did film in an actual pub. It's not a set. Yeah. So oh, that's the neat. cool thing about this, and this is gonna be remembering because I didn't write it down on my notes, is everything in there it was like the original floors, the original uh fireplace. So okay. everything was very much original. So that's why they went to this particular pub. Okay to film to make it feel more authentic exactly they really only had to change some of the set scenes and then the lighting okay because the lighting clearly i mean you need to have a lot more light fluorescent lights even in dark areas you need a lot more light too for filming so yeah exactly so they just changed the changed the lighting around and then they really didn't have to do much that's really neat i i kind of assumed that was a set so it's neat to know that they actually went to a real pub and Mm -hmm. and filmed there Yeah, yeah it was really cool um the stone bridge that James always gets stuck on. <laughs> Remember? Yes. He's like always stuck. It's very frustrating. Yes, yeah. Exactly. It's the Barden Bridge and it's part of the Bolton Abbey estate and it's on the eastern edge of the Dales. Okay. So that was kind of cool. So it's, it's like everything single has a name. lane. It's a single lane bridge and probably people feel his frustration. Anyone who's familiar with that bridge or is it Likely. like a private, it might be a private bridge it's, if it's on an estate. So the surrounding area is owned by the Duke and Duchess of Devonshire. Aristocracy. Oh, that's fancy. <laughs> Aristocracy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they own a large part of the countryside and then it's well maintained. Yeah. And so they probably have a tricky woo. Yeah, they might. <laughs> we will have to ask. And then it says that uh, Jacqueline goes on to say that all their properties are grade one listed. And so they do not get modernized. Oh, neat. Yeah. Okay. So they're like all original, original. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how old they are. Don't like, like really do the modern updates. They just kind of do upkeep. Right. To make sure they don't yeah, there's fall a lot. Apart. I think there's a lot of places in the UK that are like that where you, you can't do certain upgrades because it's like it's a historical site. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have these listed in notes, so we're going to go on like a tour. We're going to okay. have to. Okay. And we're going to have to go tour this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I would be 100% in for that. Yeah. And then we can <laughs> talk about so it. so fun. <laughs> People would love that. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll have to go. And um, last but not least is mm-hmm. <laughs> Mrs. Pumphrey and Tricky Woo's, their crib, their yeah, house. Their house. <laughs> <laughs> Had to say crib. Um, the <laughs> home address is um, an estate near the village of Skipton in North Yorkshire. Okay. And it's called Broughton Hall. Okay. And it's a 3,000 acre sanctuary. Whoa. 
Okay. I know. <laughs> so here's some background of it and some history. It's home to the Tempest family for 900 years. Wow. Since okay. 1097. That's older than America. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. A little well, bit of a lot. the United States. America's been here a while, yeah. but the United <laughs> a, States. <laughs> a little bit of a lot. I bet you it's haunted. 900 years. You think? Yeah. It's got to be haunted. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's we're just, just going to have to go visit. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to have to do is go visit. That's but, really fascinating. I know. I thought it was really cool <laughs> going into where these, like, where they um, filmed and everything like that. I thought yeah. it was really cool to see the different locations and even some pictures. Well, they definitely show the landscapes enough. So it makes sense to I take know. a look into where they filmed. So. Exactly. <laughs> so we're writing a list and we're just going to have to go visit. take a tour we'll and take go a visit. visit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Allie, you're coming with us. <laughs> She's got that thumbs, thumbs up, up over there. I need to get you a microphone. So um, next, next is our Christmas episode. Yeah, I'm excited. So this is like um, an extra bonus episode. Yeah. uh, Because I've already seen it. But there are some like (laughs) hot twists in here that are very important. So I won't say anything else. Uh, But what do you think you want to see as part of like the holiday fun? And like, Um, what do you think uh, our characters are going to do? Some presents. That'd be cool. (laughs) Some presents. I don't know what our characters are going to do. I feel like James might go meet someone. Well, it's very open. I think that's where we're going. It's very open right now because the the show kind of wrapped up all the loose ends. Um, I think there's going to be some hijinks. Um, Ooh, I love hijinks. Tristan. Tristan's always got And probably Siegfried too because it's (gasps) Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty, (laughs) pretty excited as well. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening to Postscript from WITF. We love watching along with you and talking about the episodes. That's right. And if you have moments you love or wonder about, share your afterthoughts with us at postscript at WITF.org, or you can email ps at WITF.org. This podcast was produced by Ali Amaros for WITF. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Zeiters. We'll see you next time. For the holidays. Woo! <laughs> We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities and UPMC for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.